We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, but today doesn't feel that way. We are divided in more ways than one, and the media and the powers that be all have their own agenda. The people of this great nation no longer care about the truth, they only care about the side they are on. At Poor360, I am trying to change that. We're bringing you the facts and history so we can all learn something and make our own decisions. Tune in every Tuesday to be a part of that journey. Following, following the following is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Went forward in time to view alternate futures, to see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? Fourteen million six hundred five. How many did we win? Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast that's dedicated to everything nerd. With your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips, and introducing his new co-host, Tyler McLaughlin. You should have gone for the head. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Back to another episode of Journey into Comics. It is Journey into Comics 263. As always, I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me, as always, the greatest co-host in the motherfucking universe. <laughs> Jesus. <you> fucks. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Journey into Comics. My friend and my family, Tyler McLaughlin. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm intimidated. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Kn- I'm excited for this show. I don't know that I would put myself on that kind of a pedestal, saying I'm the greatest. That I'm the greatest co-host of all time. Um, I would give you an award, but I appreciate it. You know, uh, I haven't been here a lot here lately. I haven't really been a lot of anywhere here lately. Um, you kind of got swallowed up by school again, right? Well, it's a it's a menagerie of things. I like that word. That's a great word. I've gotten swallowed up by school and uh, kind of being the soccer dad. And, Aww. Um, man, milestones. Like, we did that, the, the Brews with Dudes 100th episode. Wow. That, uh... I- I I knew just by watching that you were not going to be functioning for JIC. I was like, there's no way. I'm not even going to ask. Well, like, I felt bad even like, hey, man, you should just please go sleep. Like, early in the day, we talked about it. Like, er, I'm sorry, earlier in that week, we talked about it. And, like, we kind of hashed out a start time. You know, the, the plan was to be done, like, like start like midday and be done early afternoon. And then only six of us showed up. Ooh. And it was like, okay, we got to drink a hundred beers in a short amount of time. Mm, not, not really my strong suit, you know, for a guy that doesn't really hardly ever consume alcohol anymore. So I, I was, I, I did, I did my due diligence. I consumed. Let's just say, the math for our listeners really quick is 16.6 beers per human in the room that day if you are going to 100. I had 14. Holy fuck. <laughs> wow. 
you are a spicy boy. Holy shit. We were only we were only a couple short. Like how a couple? I, I can't remember like, I can't remember if it was like six or ten. I I think it was ten. I think we were ten beers short. So all of us had to finish one more and then a couple of us would have to drink another one. And we made an executive decision to call it where we were at. Or maybe maybe we were 15 short. Oh, that would actually probably be brutal. But still, 85 beers is fucking commendable. Yeah. I I was struggling the next day for sure. Damn you, one person that didn't show up. That was probably supposed to be me. <sighs> Man, it was... Excuse me, sorry for the yawn. Oh, you're okay. It was tough, and then, you know... uh the following weekend, I got like two migraines in the same week, which is not normal for me. Bad, bad, no bueno. And then with vacations, and then going out of going out of town this weekend to see poor boy. We pushed it back till today, because uh, you had a busy weekend, and we had a busy weekend. So here we are, back again. Man, and it's so crazy. That on one of the busiest weekends for us, personally speaking, it all of a sudden became a very spicy boy in terms of news. Because, and I mean, listen, I want to just reassure our listeners for one second that we are going to continue our coverage of the House of X and the Powers of X. It's not something we've given up on it, and I know it's been a couple weeks because I'm not going to do it without Tyler. He's not doing it without me. But this week, we have to be focused on the news, and it's it's so much... In two headlines, in two fucking headlines, the internet explodes and fucking jerked off and came all over itself mm-hmm. all at once. It was just like, ah, you know, it's all done. So uh, the first headline is the massive one, and it blew me away, man. And I mean, in a, in a world where we're getting huge news in our political landscape, this news was like, wow, that's fucking massive because after all... Everybody did all this work after all of the backlash and the fan petitions that reach 160,000 signatures. You motherfuckers are crazy. That was amazing. We did it. Spider-Man is still home for now. We did it, Mr. Stark. We won. Oh. Oh, that's how I actually shared that post, and it got me in the feels when I posted it. I was like, oh, man, it's so perfect, but also so sad. Like, it was crazy. You know, this this took about a month of worth of, like, a news cycle to happen. We were kind of at the end of August when he was going to, quote, unquote, leave. The deal is done. It's never going to happen. This is what they wanted. This is what they wanted. They wanted 50%. They wanted 30 All these hearsay and bullshit. And then we finally get the real deal. They've been working on a deal the whole time. They've been trying to hammer the deal out. There was never a, a full end. There almost was a full end. Very close, because there were some things they really could not agree on. But well, and at the end of the day, I, 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 I wanted to jump in here and say, sure. you know, I, I was definitely among, excuse me, I was definitely among the portion of fans of, you know, just Marvel Comics in general, and Disney, and Sony. You know, I, I feel like in all of this, we as fans have not given enough credit to Sony because 
without that original Spider-Man movie, I mean, there's a lot, a lot, Spider-Man and X-Men, man, the, those original two, we wouldn't be where we were at today, so, but I, I, I was 100% convinced, even with the petition and, and all the notoriety that got and all the fan backlash that Spidey was done, you know? And, and I talked to my dad. My dad was in town uh, last weekend. I talked about um, kind of the whole Spider-Man controversy with him at length. And, you know, he said without Spider-Man, I mean, and, and he has a deep love for characters like Venom and Carnage like myself. So, you know, big, vast array of characters. It's not just Spider-Man-centric. But without Spider-Man, all that kind of doesn't matter. And I said, well, well, Dad, they could do, they could do, um, you know, throw any random person who's put on a spider suit. They can just bring them in into the kind of into the fold, or may, or maybe create a new Spider-Man. You know, we were kind of throwing some ideas back and forth, and and his response was the best. It was the most simple. Why can't we just have Spider-Man? You know the end yeah so and, and here's the crazy thing man i have one little tiny thread of this needle that i really want to drive home because there's a there's a there's a sub a subplot to all the goodness with spider-man coming back and that is they have said this deal might be quickly done there's only two more appearances probably he's going to get a third movie one more movie appearance they haven't announced what it is and that's most likely it and according to reports kevin feige's writing him out but i need I really need to stress this subplot that Apple is eyeing the purchase of Sony. And if that were to happen, due to the contractual obligations of what was originally written with the deal between Sony and Marvel, which still stands, okay, it's still a part of the agreement, the rights revert back to Disney if Apple buys Sony. So maybe before we even get the needing to worry about the possibility of Spidey leaving. It'll already be resolved. Well, and and I, I want to rewind for a second to talk more, or, or I don't I don't know 100% what direction we're going to go next, but just in regards... Wherever the fuck you want, I'm ready to <laughs> let you take the wheel. Just in regards to the Sony and Disney deal, as far as Spider-Man goes, I think that... This wasn't 100% calculated and planned like a lot of fans are talking on social media the last couple days. I think that, you know, when negotiations started to break down, I think you had the power, you had you had the two superpowers on each side of the table. You had Germany and Soviet Russia and, and their button heads and they, they, each of them wants a piece of the pie. And Germany wants a little bit more piece of the pie. Well, Russia wants more of another pie, you know, and and they're going back and forth when in reality there was, they just couldn't compromise because I think, I think Disney wants more money. Sony wants more money. They want to pay each other less. Okay. So, so there's agreements there because it's, you know, Apple to Apple. But I, I think what, what Sony really was after, and Disney, I don't know if it was just something that they didn't acknowledge or if it was something that they 
didn't want to acknowledge or if they were just it was overshadowed by the talks of money is Sony just wants Venom and the rest of Spider-Man included with the success of Spider-Man in the MCU. So I feel like maybe Sony raised their hand to to offer something on the table and, and not necessarily Kevin Feige, but the, the negotiators from Disney were... We're not going to give you this. We're not going to give you this. And it was the Sony guy saying, "Hey, man, we just want like this little compromise, can, man. Can, please, can can we can we add can can we? Oh no, uh, can we? You know." And then you just got Disney cutting them off at every turn. So I'm really glad to see that. You know, there were reports of Disney and Sony bringing in a master negotiator for contracts and stuff like that. What we, I think what we really need to focus on is we have Tom Holland, who, as far as actors in Hollywood... Excuse me. I got the burps. But uh, you've got Tom Holland, who, <clears throat> other than Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans in the MCU, might be one of the most dedicated to their character. Oh, absolutely. I gotta, He's a humongous fan. i got to take a quick drink break dedicated to the... Poor 360. <laughs> oh, he's got the hiccups. I'm so sorry. That sucks really bad. But no, it's you, you hit the nail on the head. Like Tom Holland has staying power because he loves Spider-Man. He wanted to play Spider-Man. He was saying that when he was fucking 13 and 14 years old. The role I was born to play is Peter Parker. Like nail on the head, man. He hits it. And there was a moment where that was going to be taken away from him, kind of. And I think that he did the diplomatic thing by not taking a side, really, and by just being the professional. If if the rights belong to Sony, well, Sony's going to make a great picture. I'm not worried about it, you know? But at the end of the day, when you guys, when those guys are at the negotiating table, master negotiator or not, you know, and maybe instead of it being apples to apples, it's Sony to Apple, just saying. <laughs> but, uh, Sorry, uh, but uh, I, I you know I will jump in here real quick. Sure, please do. As much as I would like uh, Marvel to get all of its intellectual property home and and under its control, I'm not very enthusiastic about Apple owning any of it. So I'm just gonna throw that out there now while I have the opportunity. Well, I don't think Apple would own any of it. Well, like I said, when. Though if Sony is purchased by Apple because of the original contract agreement, the rights literally kick over to Disney. They own it free and clear because it's their property first, and there's no mudding the waters as far as I can tell. I, and 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 I I don't disagree with that, and that's I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is, you look at Apple money and Amazon money and Disney money, and you've got the three biggest monies. In the in the in the pot, you know, Amazon as a whole, as a business, Jeff Bezos. Sorry, Nick Maxson, if you're listening, I said his name. Um, they are they are eyeing a piece of this pie. Even though we're not hearing about it, it's not being talked about. They want some of this money. Apple getting ready to launch Apple TV, you know, with, with their streaming service. They've got big-name actors like Jason Momoa. I don't know if you've seen the new trailer for, for that show coming up. That shit looks good. 
I have not seen the trailer yet, but I did hear it looks spectacular, and I do want to check it out. Yeah, definitely, definitely give that a quick watch. Um, I will say some of the advertisements for the Apple TV are fucking confusing, and I think it's like a joke parody, and then all of a sudden it's like entranced coming to Apple TV, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? I thought I thought they were about to sell me on like fucking Geico or some shit, <laughs> right. you know? <laughs> but what I'm what I'm getting at is you have. The, the big three between Disney, Apple, and Amazon. And if there is any contractual disputes, if Apple acquires Sony and then that, the IP, the rights to the IP kick back over to Disney, Apple has enough money to throw around to challenge that and drag it out and and then get that IP locked down somewhere in negotiations as far as contracts go and i'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen i'm just saying that there is the possibility with uh what's what's the phrase the the modern business environment or 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 or, you know the dog eat dog world that is business there is there is the possibility for that to happen and I would much rather have Sony just have control of it than Apple have control of it. You know what I mean? Because at least right now, Sony is being a little bit fair and playing ball with Disney. You got it. And I mean, and, and I mean to your point again, to go kind of back to the, there's so many little like tangents. There's a third thing, you know, when you think about it. Because the other option, the not Sony owning it, not Apple owning it, but Disney also has enough money that they could buy Sony. Yes. That is a very real possibility, too. And then that's, look, that's check and mate, man. That's, look, we're really fucking sick of the games. We know how much money this can make. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. If I was Marvel, I think it's a really... You're going to be kind of pissed at this. I'm sorry, but I'm just being real. I think it's an incredibly bold gamble to backwater include Venom into the universe. I don't disagree with that a bit. And I think the way I see it is kind of like this. And I, if it, with how you've responded, I think you're going to kind of see it the same way. Is like it's not going to feel the same. The rub is not the same as this was born a Marvel Studios picture. Mm-hmm. This has Kevin Feige's DNA all over it. And fuck, maybe there is a little bit of Feige DNA in Venom and we don't know about it. And I wish they would just fucking tell us. It would just make it less elusive. If he had his hand in it 5%, I would be like... It's at least 5% MCU. Let's fucking do it, man. Right. Bring him in. Make the clock tower scene happen. Give him the black suit for the third movie. Fucking go. You know? Like, let's let's watch this play out. Mm-hmm. And they lock it down to this point, but then there's this battle. Who's going to win? We have seen time after time when it comes to involving IPs that Disney wants, they don't lose. They have not went to purchase something and not walked away with a purchase. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, yeah. Sony, Marvel, or not Sony, fuck. Fox. <laughs> I'm predicting the future now. Star Wars, Marvel, Nat Geo. Fox. Fucking Fox. The Fox deal just went through. I mean, like, Sony is small potatoes now Here, when you think about Here's it. the thing, though. I mean... You, you start talking about market shares and, and uh, you know, the fucking anti-monopoly shit. Disney, as much as we want Disney to own everything, they they legitimately can only legally own so much. 
No, and you're right too. And maybe they're right up on that threshold. Maybe the Fox deal was them pushing that threshold just a little bit, you know. But uh, I think whatever is to come, they're going to be good plans. Mm-hmm. I do feel they can do a couple different things. Maybe they get bold, and maybe instead of saying it's done, we're losing Spider-Man, okay? Maybe they'll say, look, we're not fully losing him, but we're going to write Parker out of the MCU's not really existence, but kind of into his own pocket, okay? And because he's going to be in his own pocket, we're going to acknowledge that there is even a pocket where Tom Holland is this thing that something happened to him he didn't die it's maybe a fate worse than death where he's trapped in a void forever or some crazy shit you know but anyways marvel could just be like okay cool now sony you have this fucking juggernaut machine with tom holland you guys can make all the money you can do sinister six movie feature him fucking do other villain movies feature him do more spider-man movies if you want feature him however you know sidekick movies and whatnot but we want miles or Somebody comparable. We want someone who is a web crawler that we can put a good story behind. Because we've already seen Marvel take not really that great of characters, name-wise, and turn them into fucking gold. So does it really, in the super grand scheme of things, matter if his name is Peter Parker or if it's Ben Riley, mm-hmm. or if it's any of the other spiders, bro? Any of them. Any of them, literally. Me, Give me Spider-Punk. I'm fucking sold on a Spider-Punk movie. What about Spider-Pig? To- Spider-Ham is one of my favorites, man. That dude is fucking hilarious. Spider-Man Noir, bring it on. Spider-Man 2099, all about that I, fucking I, I think if, if, if Sony was going to do standalone Spider-Man movies, I think 2099 would be a really, a really cool direction to go with it. It would be bizarre, and it would be something they haven't done yet, mm-hmm. and it would be a totally different take. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm, you know? I'm glad that you brought Ben Riley up, though, because I think <clears throat> I think as we continue uh, the Spider Verse, so to speak, if we're gonna keep making Spider Man movies, I think that would be a storyline that would be really, really unique, and not necessarily fresh, but it would be really entertaining to see on the big screen. Obviously, you mentioned the Sinister Six. Any of the villain stuff is obviously going to be fantastic. Dude, you just predicted the future. I'm calling it right now. So I think, I'm serious. Hear me out. Third Spider-Man movie is going to be Clone Wars, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're going to be two Tom Holland-looking motherfuckers. And guess where it's going to all start? From J. Jonah Jameson outing him. Mm -hmm. There'll be another Parker, and everybody will be like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? And he'll be like, well, I'm Ben Riley or whatever. However, they're going to play that off. Whatever angle they take with the actual details of the story doesn't really particularly matter. But they can placeholder him and then use him exactly like we were just talking. Mm -hmm. You don't have to kill him at the end of that movie. You could maybe not kill Tom Holland either. He obviously makes the final appearance maybe in the next Avengers or Young Avengers, New Avengers, Golden Avengers, West Coast Avengers, Blonde Avengers, whatever they're going to name it, you know? Charlie's Avengers. Uh, what, what was that one? Charlie's Avengers. Fucking A. Charlie's Avengers. I love that. That's awesome. That's the episode title. <laughs> okay. Charlie's Avengers. Write that down. Text that shit to me. All right. Uh, so, you know, I think that I'm happy that this deal is done. 
Like, I'm happy that they finally agreed. And at the end of the day, when you look at it, I don't know if they needed a master negotiator. I think they needed to just look at it and go, wait a minute, what are we jeopardizing here? We're going to lose a fuck ton of money. Both of them. And not, both, and not, both of and, them. Both of them. And, and, and not just on the next thing, but currently, because like I'm, lovely Brando points it out, this deal takes place a couple days after the digital movie releases, right before the Blu-ray is coming out, where people are going to be spending their dollars on those physical copies. They know how much money they're making from those. Mm-hmm. It's 25 bucks for a brand new fucking Blu-ray. They know everyone wants it. Right. Especially if it's maybe Holland's last, but you weren't going to buy it if that deal wasn't done. I wasn't going to spend the money. Right. But now I'm like, oh, fuck. Tomorrow, I think I'm going to have to go pick up Spider-Man. It's going to be a good day. You know, mm-hmm. like, th- like that's what's up. <clears throat> so, there, I mean, there is some jubilation to be had. But then, I, like I said, man, there's the fear, too, in all of this. And while I said it, does, it, it, it comes down to the money... But then there's that fear of what happens if they do just kill him off and it just kind of is almost Tony Stark round two. Because then what you get is Marvel has literally just copied their own thing and it becomes boring. I think it would just depend on the way that they did it. Um, You know, Tony Stark making the ultimate sacrifice, Captain America retiring, Tom Holland just being killed by a villain... That's not necessarily the same thing. Um, you know, character de- character death is kind of the precedent that they've set thus far that it's going to continue to happen. You know, they're not afraid to kill a character off. Um, and, they w- and they will not just kill him off. You look at everything Tom Holland Spider-Man has done, and he always is making the sacrifice play. Mm-hmm. Stretching himself too thin in every scenario. So put him on the line again in the front lines against something life or death, you know he's going to fucking save the girl and fucking sacrifice himself, man. Right. Like, it it, kind of writes itself, which is unfortunate, and that's why it's like, deep down, I just want fucking somebody to swoop in and say, no, Sony, we own you now, and this is how it's going to be, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's nothing personal to Sony. I love them. I think that whoever purchases Sony, if it's Apple, if it's Disney, whatever, doesn't matter. All of their gaming division needs to stay exactly how it is. Right. The subdivision of PlayStation needs to stay. All of the little Insomniac games and Naughty Dog, all their little in-house brands, they need to stay the same. You can't bring a Disney guy or an Apple guy in and try to have him tell them how to do things because they don't know those stories like these people do. You right. know, and don't know how to make great games like they do. I mean, we're we and and here here's the great question again. Now, are we going to get Spider Man again being affiliated with this new Marvel's Avengers game because the deal is done? Probably, I would imagine. Shared universe of games, bro. That's big. Mm-hmm. That's Marvel doing it again. That's I mean, amazing. It's tough. Uh, I I I think. Let's just say, you know, this this deal's gone through. We get another standalone Spider-Man movie, which we're going to get. We get an, an appearance in the next Avengers movie, which has pretty much been confirmed. Which we're not going to get for a while, but it's confirmed, you know, or at, at least loosely. Um, if Spidey's done, Spidey's done. And I think we just need to accept that, you know. Not... I'm not saying that, like... 
like in the the lens of I'm the old man standing on his porch saying you just need to accept it. If if they if they do a good job writing the story and the story the stories that that Feige and the team have wanted to tell with the character are complete. We don't need to force it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that you hit the nail on the head with that when you say that you don't force the story beyond what it is. I mean, let's be honest, and and I'm just going to keep it real with you. Losing Spidey is kind of right now the least of my concerns now that we have him back. If you're going to kill him in the movies or you're going to do something right him out, that's fine. Because like you said, the time comes, but I'm looking at Guardians going, no, man. James Gunn said one more. Not one more will negotiate. Hard one more. That's it. Guardians 3 and we have no more of those stories. And that breaks me. That's my fucking jam, dude. Like, Spider-Man might be my character, but that franchise, Guardians, is something special. So well, and I think you nail it when you say what you said. I, th- I think, you know, with the, with the whole James Gunn thing, and I'm glad you brought this up because the next two that I was going to bring up were James Gunn and Brie Larson. So um, James Gunn has, you know, kind of had a rocky go of it. Uh, Disney didn't have his back when he thought that they should have. And I, I But Marvel did and I think that's important. Yes. So now, you know, he he's been put in the director's chair, no pun intended, but as the head of DC's like next wave shared universe, cinematic universe and I think that some of the relationships that he built in Disney didn't turn out the way that he wanted to. And you've got DC standing on the other side of the fence saying, Hey man, we will never do that to you. And we'll give you a reach around. Yes. And, and (laughs) you know what? I got a, I got a whole bag of baby wipes over here. I'll even clean you up when we're done. Like I will take care of it. Ooh, that's the treatment. (laughs) The baby wipe bath. Not, not much better than that. (laughs) But, uh, um, I I just think that 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 DC is giving him giving him what he's what he's asking for, and I mean when you break it down to brass tacks, and it's like, yeah, you know, I I've got some good relationships over here. Some of them, you know, kind of muddied and tarnished, and I've got a whole new future over here that I can build that I don't kind of know what's on the horizon, but I'm partially in control in 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 deciding what that is. I think he's he's making the smart play as much as I don't want to say that. I mean, I think he is. Well, of course he's making the smart play because he's in control of the situation. And the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is while he's in control of the situation, that means, dude, if he does Suicide Squad, the movie, and it bombs, and people are like, yeah, I love James Gunn, but no, no DC, sorry. And he's like, ah, maybe I should abandon ship. It's okay if he does. It, it no hard feelings. He's in control. He can say like it's not. I'm not up to task. Zack Snyder did it. Joss Whedon had to do it. Mm-hmm. So okay. So what? James Gunn. Of course he's gonna go back to Marvel and fucking make that Marvel money. Duh. Right. Like or maybe it goes well. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is a dirt sheet thing or rumor. So take this with a grain of salt if it's not real. But I feel like I read somewhere though that J.J. Abrams is also working with Gunn as a part of that thing at DC. Yes. And that is mind-blowing. 
Yeah. Because I mean, now you've got the architect of the modern Star Wars era, and 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 paying homage in right ways to old franchises. But you've got a visionary who has had his creative process bottled in. And if you go, hey, here's DC, here's all these characters, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, Star Lord said it best. I'm gonna make some weird shit, you know, <laughs> like. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think that's that's totally one hundred percent correct. Um, wh- why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't as as a creator? Why wouldn't you take the chance to create something new, um, with the shackles off? You know, um, absolutely. I I think that's we we have talked about it ad nauseum on this show, the shortcomings of DC and Warner Brothers and what they've done and what they're trying to do. I think, like we've said in the past, this is the smartest play that they've made bringing in James Gunn, giving him full control of the wheel, just make us some good shit. And then I I remember reading the article that you referenced a couple days ago, and there were three or four big names. I I can't remember anyone other than James Gunn or uh, J.J. Abrams, but they were all Marvel or Disney-related people. I remember somebody. It was also... um, Oh, fuck. Uh... God damn it. I have Brian Michael Bendis. Thank you. Bendis was one of the people in Jesus. I mean, he's written some of the greatest Marvel stories of all time. So, again, you're volleying the ball to some people that are like the fucking council of nerds. Mm -hmm. And they are all people who listen. Let's keep it real. I don't know if you saw this report, but Marvel gifted something to James Gunn to celebrate the production of The Suicide Squad. Like it's not even there's not even a battle between DC and Marvel really going on that needs to be talked about because they're making money in the shared space regardless. Right, and and it, a lot of the and, fans are fighting. Sure, and we've talked about that in the past that that there's enough space in the pool for both of the big kids to play. You know, uh, we got fucking McDonald's and BK Lounge. Don't that's we? right, the fucking BK Lounge. <laughs> um, let me get a Whopper with cheese, but. Uh, I don't know. Modern business is something that really frustrates me, like at length frustrates me. But when you've got kind of a like a like, I don't want to say rags to riches because that that isn't the way to say it. But like, I don't know. I I want I want to see I want to see James Gunn be successful with the Suicide Squad and and all the other projects that that he goes on to do with Disney. I want to see J.J. Abrams be successful with Star Wars. The more I see of this upcoming film, the less excited I get about it. But I, I want it to succeed. I, I just... I, we are all so passionate about the things that we're passionate about. There, It's not hard to... It's not hard to not fuck them up. Just do them right. And the people the people that are involved in those projects that we're talking about right now are the people that aren't going to fuck it up so just let them do it you know correct and i think as long as uh warner brothers you know you bring up a really good third party in all of this as long as warner brothers doesn't come in and go okay we like what you did but can you do all these other things completely instead opposite of what you plan to do Every time this council of nerds comes to uh, the table with a new movie, a new script, a new idea for this future universe of DC, as long as it doesn't get volleyed into that game of, you know, can you just do this instead? 
I think everything will be okay, and DC is moving in a right step. Like, Shazam is one small step for DC, but, like, the James Gunn hire accompanied by all these other changes is the one giant leap for DC and Warner Brothers as long as Warner Brothers doesn't get too egregious and, and put their head in there. Totally. Very well said. And, and you know, and now to, to, to flip, because we're talking about Star Wars, we're talking about Marvel, Marvel, Star Wars, we're talking about J.J. Abrams, we might as well flip the script because humongous news, and I can't wait to get your take on this. The master of Marvel is going to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the article... Uh, like maybe 15 minutes after it hit social media the other day. And I was like so taken aback that I thought it was fake. <laughs> yeah. Because, and I, I want to I wanna say this as carefully as I can, I am not a Kevin Feige fanboy by any means. I think that he is a person who was put in position with the right mindset and all of the resources to make something great. And I feel like all the successes have been like uh, hoisted up and praised and the failures have just kind of been forgotten about. And, and that's okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Um, I am a person who liked The Force Awakens. I liked The Last Jedi at at first viewing. You know, we talked about it for almost four hours. um, Multiple times, actually. Um, I'm not super excited for The Last Jedi, and I feel like, and I've said this on multiple shows on our network, that Star Wars needs some help. And I think... With everything that they're doing with the Mandalorian, that that's definitely a step in the right direction. All these all these unnamed trilogies with different directors. One day they're on, one day they're off. No one knows what the fuck's going on. Um, I've said for a long time that Kathleen Kennedy needs to be removed from anything involving Star Wars, and I and I stand by that today. I feel like. I've also said that that George Lucas needs to be brought back in in a little bit more prominent role than he has been. Um, Ooh, I have a question about George Lucas when we get done with this. Okay. Keep going. And I feel like that there's enough people in the industry that have keyed in on fans kind of having the same sentiment. And they were sitting around the table and said, you know what? Kevin, how do you feel about doing some Star Wars? And he, and he's just sitting at the table, arms crossed. I'll do some Star Wars. You know, I got some ideas. And it's going to be it's it's going to be magic. It's either going to be magic in the way that the MCU has been or it's going to be total fucking dog shit and there's no in between. And then maybe it's just that Marvel has something very special that no other branding can touch, which is a very interesting possibility. I mean, I think that's a really smart way to look at mm-hmm. it, you know. Uh, and it, To speak on Feige and the role, and it's funny, you do you do go back to several podcasts you and I have had in the past discussing Star Wars ad nauseum about Kathleen Kennedy, her role, 
her missteps as the head of this whole thing. And I think either you or me, or maybe it was a combination of both of us just riffing, one of us has said at some point that literally Kevin Feige should just fucking do Star Wars since he is in-house. We have both said that. (laughs) And, like, now it's coming true. So if, wait a minute, time out, universe. If I can wish for Spider-Man back and it happens. If I can wish for the Fox deal to fucking go through and it happens. If I can wish for Kevin Feige to go to Star Wars and it happens. Motherfucking lottery millions of dollars. Preach it. Preach it. I want my friends taken care of, bitches. Preach it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure it was on record, so if the, if that's what does it, if that's the magic behind making things happen, we have we've started the process now. I I think I'm going to go on record saying this too because as far as projects that have come out in in modern media the last couple of years, there's not many that I've been more excited about than The Mandalorian, and I think that's pretty apparent to anyone who listens to this show. Um, so get ready, get ready for probably a, a good three hour long show uh, after the first episode of The Mandalorian premieres, because I'm ready to fucking talk about it. I'm ready to watch it. I'm ready. I'm ready to take it in. If I if I could absorb it through osmosis, I would. Um, Fucking awesome! I I, I just I, I, I am I am I am excited for a story that is not Skywalker centric, that is like real life in Star Wars. You know that's what I want to see. I want I want to see some real life the Star grit. Wars. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you want to feel like you could go to this place mm-hmm. and actually experience it and be like, what the fuck am I living? Like, So so my Star Wars dial has been turned up to 11 the last couple of days because my dad was just here in town. That doesn't happen very often. You know, he was dissolving his Star Wars room, not because he wanted it. He's moving back to California. He doesn't want to move all the shit for like the 700th time. So he drove down here from Iowa and brought me probably three quarters of his Star Wars room. He's Fuck. he's got some more to give me, but like some of the stuff that he brought me was an original program from the premiere of A New Hope in '77. I mean, he he brought me he brought me a lot of really collectible and really unique shit, um, and I I, I haven't even had time to go through it all, but. Star Wars is my shit. So I, I take it's personal to you. Yes, I take Star Wars very personally because we as fans of just media in general take for granted what George Lucas and Spielberg and Star Wars did um for just modern cinema in general. So I think there's enough turmoil in-house in Star Wars, or not, not necessarily turmoil, but there's enough fan backlash at this point that it's not just whiny Star Wars fans complaining about their Star Wars, you know? Um, Everybody has shown concerns for various reasons, I think. It, it's it's time for some... I, I think it's time for a little bit of new blood, and I think it's time for a little bit of old blood, so... I think Kevin Feige is intelligent enough to know that when he needs a consultant as far as Star Wars goes, he's going to bring in George Lucas and they're going to talk about it. And I feel like I feel like <clears throat> Lucasfilm has put enough faith in John Favreau 
that when it comes time to direct some Star Wars movies, that that Favreau is going to be the top of the list. And and I'm saying this with a little bit of a preconceived notion because I, I I'm biased. I think that the Mandalorian is going to be great. It might not be great, and and Favreau might not be everything that that I have hyped him up to be on this show. Um, but I think I think there is a lower possibility of that happening than the than the rise of Skywalker bombing at the box office. Yeah, man, there's it's like I feel like this. If you put Favreau in that position, I just I just need to follow this thread and Feige is in that position. You have repeated a cycle that you know is successful. Exactly. And my question then goes to you have a friend who you just made billions of dollars with. I'm looking at you, Robert Downey Jr., who's sitting on his motherfucking couch. Mm-hmm. And they could say, oh, we need an old guy that plays a role that's not in a suit. And it's very, very intelligent and very this one specific tone, but totally fucking Star Wars. And it's done, dude. He's in a whole new thing, and he can ride that out for the rest of his days. Well, and I also want to add this in, too. We're talking about the Guardians franchise kind of being dissolved after after uh, James Gunn exits. That's a whole cast of people that you could very easily just plug and play into a very similar but a little bit more serious sci-fi universe. It'd be really easy to plug a lot of those people in and play characters. There's been a lot of fans for a long time that said that Chris Pratt needs to play uh, young Han Solo. That didn't happen. Would have been dope. That, that would have been dope. It didn't happen. Um, but plug plug those characters in somewhere else. They would all be great fits in the Star Wars universe. Well, and, and again, I think it comes down to the one fact here. Those people in that house, Kevin Feige and John Favreau and Taika Waititi and James Gunn, all these names you can throw around for days that have been involved in the Marvel camp for years, know how to tell stories above all else. You could name every character the shitty brown paper bag, and they would sell movies because they know how to talk to people. Uh-huh. They know how to look at you, Tyler, and say, hey, man, you had a rough day, but I bet I can touch your heart. Boom. And you're like, oh, fuck, man, right in my heart. How'd you do that? You got me. Like, I was having a crazy day, and now I feel much better. Thank you. I needed that. Guys, cool. You know, and, and that's and that's the possibility for Star Wars and the future of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're... That's a crazy precipice. By the way, I need to say this real quick before I forget. Uh, millions of nerds' wallets cried out and suddenly were silenced at the announcement that Disney... And Star Wars are doing this year Triple Force Friday. Mm-hmm. Do you know about it? Oh, yeah. Did you see all the pops? I did. How badly do you want that uh, IG-11 pop? Jesus. R- real fucking bad. And the Mandalorian pop looks quite swell as well, let oh, me yeah. just say. I may or may not be getting <clears throat> some special edition Star Wars pops for my birthday. My wife may or may not have hinted at that. I'm not 100% sure. I'm kind of uh, taking it out of context. But I, I think I think I'm getting some some very uh, highly sought-after pops for my birthday. Um, 
But like, I I just I I I have said it more times than I possibly could count on this show, and and, and you you as well, like how well Disney does, or how how well of a job Disney does at casting characters in their movies. I think I think anyone that watches a Marvel or Disney movie can um, agree with that. I think some of their biggest missteps have been. Brie Larson. Uh, I, I still do want to touch on that before we end this evening. Uh, Please. Uh, Daisy Ridley is another one. Maybe maybe John Boyega, Boyega a little bit because I just... He's underutilized. I just Well, he's not only just underutilized, but I keep reading... I keep reading articles that are... That, that, that he... Uh, of things that he has said where... He's already tired of doing Star Wars, and 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 it may not be true. This this might be um, paparazzi and 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 you know, clickbaity diced up interviews. Yeah, 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 it very well could be that. And I and I'm not I'm not trying to nail John Boyega to the wall, but but Daisy Ridley has gone on record that she she wants to be done with Star Wars. And, and I know that for a fact. And that it, is absolutely certain. It was okay for fucking Harrison Ford to say it because he did three of the greatest movies of all time. He did his time. He made us love this. He served. Daisy Ridley has not won a single Star Wars fan over, I don't think. I mean, there are aspects about Ray's character I really love. Could it have been any other actress? Sure. Did it need to be Daisy Ridley? I'm not sure. Do I think that... Daisy is a little naive in being so flippant with saying that about Star Wars. I mean, you need to think that it could be her future she just totally fucking wrecked. What what would have happened be- if Carrie Fisher would have said, eh, I don't want to do any more fucking Star Wars. Fuck this, you know? And then, yeah, and quit after the second one. Yeah. Well, we she wouldn't be, she wouldn't have been the legend that she became, no. man. Larger I just, than life. Live forever. I, like... I don't. I, not everyone has to be Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and love Star Wars. I get it. It's 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 a movie franchise. You don't have to live and die by it. You know, I, I'm not one of those psycho fans. But like, I don't. I, it's not even that I just don't like Daisy Ridley. And, and I'm sure there's someone out there that's going to say, "Well, you don't like her because she's a woman, and it's a it's a lead. It's a strong female main character. Like that's what Star Wars been all about since the beginning. Heroine characters." I, I, I like I don't need to explain it because it's part of what Star Wars is. Fucking Leia, bro. Well, Padme even. And Pat Padme too. And so and I'm glad you bring her up because underrated for sure in that in that journey. Mm-hmm. And she was a badass. Yeah. But and then you look at all the expanded universe stuff, you look at um like Rebels and the Clone Wars, all all have very prominent female characters that are important to the story, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to go into that. But, like, you've got Kevin Feige involved now. This man's going to put the right people in the right roles. He's And if he's not going to do it, he knows who to pay to be the one to do it. And Oh, her name is Sarah Haley Finn, I think. I, I can't ever remember her name. I always want to give her credit, and I always forget it. I'm going to look it up right now while you're talking. Okay. So the Brie Larson thing. I've seen a lot of articles here lately that have talked about how 
Disney and Marvel might be rethinking their choice of casting her as Captain Marvel. And, you know, obviously I've kind of voiced my opinion on that. Um, I, I really just wanted to get your thoughts on it because I didn't think that she did an awful job, but as an actress, she's pretty dry and emotionless. She's kind of like a husk of a human being, and I'm, I'm just not a big fan of it. Okay, so twofold. First of all, there's something permanently wrong with my brain. That is absolutely her name, Sarah Haley Finn. Is it? No idea how I fucking remember cool. that. What the fuck? Okay. Anyways, yeah, that's who cast all the MCU movies, every single one. Awesome. Uh, um, and she was the one that ultimately decided their best bet was going to be Robert Downey Jr., I'm pretty sure the story goes. She's like the uns- unsung, he- unsung hero. So let's get back to maybe your most controversial opinion of of who is cast in this role now. I don't know if Marvel would backpedal ever and say that they cast the wrong person because that already puts a negative taste in anything, and that is mudding the waters, which automatically makes things less valuable. They are very smart business people at Disney. That's why they made the decision to right the wrong of firing James Gunn because they, again, knew Endgame would have been affected, would probably not be the highest-grossing movie of all time, and and, and obviously Guardians 3 would have done shit. Mm-hmm. And now they can say, look, it's going to go right, and you guys are going to love it, and that's cool, right? And we're like, yeah, f- fuck yeah. So would they ever publicly come out and say that? I don't think so. Would they allude to it? I still don't think so. Um Her acting style is a good question to bring up because Brie Larson is kind of an enigma. She is bland toast, as it were. Thank you. And I don't mean and I don't mean to be that mean or anything, but there is okay. Example, I'll give you another actor who I think is in her same field. And not to say this actor is bad. I don't want anybody to think I'm dissing them. This is just their style. And you have to recognize different actors act differently. Robert Downey Jr. is a very active actor. He is staging and movement and knowledge and knowing where to block every second of a scene while he's doing it, you know? And the the Brie Larson is very similar to, like, Jason Schwartzman, the guy who was in Rushmore. Yep. He was Gideon in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, for you nerds that don't know anything about Rushmore. Uh... So they they're methodical. They don't invoke a ton of emotion. It's never over the top. They're never super loud or powerful in a scene, but they kind of dull you into a situation and you and you can connect with their characters cuz there are people like that that really do exist, you know, but I think that the next Captain Marvel movie should be the movie we unequivocally judge Brie Larson on. Okay. I think that's fair. If it if it's shit, I got it. I understand. Like if it if it goes awry, I get it. It makes sense. If she quits out before that, I get it too. Like whatever. Like however it's going to go down. But her endgame scenes were filmed before she even did her solo movie. So you can't say that her endgame performance was based on that or or that she even took anything she did in endgame and put it towards Captain Marvel cuz it's kind of different. Right. I mean, it's it's actually totally different. Like, it's it, she's a little lighter in, in her own movie as opposed to how... And, of course, maybe that worked to Marvel's advantage. You're going to be serious and brooding your first attempt, and then I need you to lighten it up because 
you're going to be pissed off that Nick Fury is dead and all these things have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good acting tactic, okay? But, there's that but. If this next movie comes out and they don't really go for it with her and give us something to sink our teeth into emotionally or just convince us that she is more than just this half-human, half-thing that's overpowered as shit, however, half-god, I guess you want to call her, you know, and something that we can emotionally connect to because, sure, she's she's a savior, but she's just Superman, and it's, like, not quite as cool. Right. I don't, and I don't know why, really. I mean, it's and, and that God, I that sounds kind of sexist, but it really that's not where I'm coming at this from at all. I'm looking at it strictly as superhero v superhero. When I would physically watch it on the screen, how would it make me feel? And like even when you're looking at and and I want you to comment on this because I'm sure you see it too. When she's carrying the Benatar back in Endgame. You can fucking see Superman doing that because mm-hmm. he's done it in planes a million times. The way she was carrying it, the way they had her movement was like, that's Superman, yep. that's Superman, yep. it's, it's fucking Superman. Well, like one of, one of my gripes is I watched, I watched a video the other day of like just breakdowns of like actors getting into their roles and like certain scenes that like you normally wouldn't critique like just videos of actors running okay 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 this is, you just got to stay with me on this ride here sure i'm ready for it scarlett johansson was one of the first clips that they played in the scenes where she is physically active and it is not a stunt double she looks like a human being who has ran in their lifetime at least once <laughs> okay. okay. Sure, I'm following. Totally. Cut to Brie Larson. <laughs> Looks like it is painful. <laughs> and they have legitimately never ran in their life. Okay. I need you to send me that video at some point. Mm-hmm. I need to watch okay. it, okay? Okay. Because that's insane and amazing all at once. Um. Yeah, and that's weird too, man. Uh, the process is strange, and actors are weird creatures. And I think that's another interesting thing. Like there are okay, I need, and this is very important because I don't think a lot of people uh, differentiate this. There are actors in the world who are not really actors. They are artists right. who have roles acting, and art makes everything different and how they interpret everything. And I really do believe at her core, Brie Larson is more of an artist than she is an actress. I don't disagree a bit. that's why she's kind of flat. Yeah, I just... I think that... I, 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 I'm not hating on Brie Larson. I've seen some other movies that she's been cast in. Uh, Skylar and I watched a couple months ago the movie Room. Have you ever watched that? Just Room. It was a Brie Larson movie. She got nominated for an Oscar, and I think she won Best Actress. It's pretty good. I I enjoyed it. It was a little bit slow. Plot's not super, you know, like, it's not a story that hasn't been written a thousand times. But the performance was believable for the most part. It was was well done. We enjoyed it. Um... And then you, I just watch her as Captain Marvel, and it's just flat. Like, 
So you you think she is capable of more, but that she really underperformed? I d- I just I don't I don't even know that necessarily she underperformed. I just think that of all roles that she could possibly be cast as, a superhero is not one of them. That should have happened. So, okay, so then that that just brings me to my next thought. That means it could be entirely possible, and again, you may concur with me on this, or, or you could totally disagree, but it seems to me like that could just mean that they cast her because she's an Oscar winner. Possibly. Or a big-name role. Because it was a character they weren't sure they were going to be able to get over with fans. Yeah. And her name and recognition gives the rub. I mean, that's 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 the only line of thinking. And then that, that line of thinking, Tyler, that line of thinking leads me back to where you first started this conversation. Them souring on Brie Larson. Maybe that's why they're sour on her, because the only reason was kind of a political poll. Man, that's... Ooh, my brain is on fire right now. And again, it's the same thing with with the John Boyega stuff. I can't confirm one hundred percent that these that these reports have been coming out of Disney's internal, you know, office. Uh, I, I've just read the write ups that I've read, and they 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 run pretty parallel with a lot of the opinions that I have on Brie Larson. Her portrayal of the character of Captain Marvel. We've talked about how the character was necessary, and you know we did the big review of the standalone movie, which you and I both enjoyed. Um, I just, yeah. I just feel like if you if if you just look at the standalone movie, she was the weakest part of that movie, and if we're gonna keep doing Captain Marvel going forward, or if she's gonna keep making appearances in movies, I think uh, along the same lines as. Alden Ehrenreich with Han Solo, maybe she needs to sit down with some people and uh, get a little bit of constructive criticism. Man, I think uh, it, it, it could be. And, and you know, I, again, I say we judge her on her next movie. It was a little bit of an identity crisis thing, I think, in, the, in this first movie because, you know, we liked it. And one of the things we did like, too, is that she didn't know who she was. She finds herself. And I think it's hard to fully judge a character when you don't have a scope of what their intentions are or where they're coming from. And now we've seen her, again, kind of be even more powerful. I mean, God, you look at that scene with Thanos in Endgame, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Right. You know? Nice job, stunt double. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh... No, man, I think they could course correct and keep things on pace with Brie. We just need to wait and see where we go from here. Before we get out of here, I'm not going to forget my George Lucas thought, bro. Okay, I yeah. Did you hear this? Have you heard the thing that came out about what they did? <sighs> okay, I feel bad. I really do. So, apparently, when Lucasfilm was being purchased by Disney, mm-hmm. right? There was a non-written verbal good faith agreement moving forward that when they were revitalizing Star Wars, they would be using stuff from George's vision Mm -hmm. and his plan because he had those movies planned out. He knew what he wanted to do with that series and didn't didn't do seven, eight, or nine. He chose at the time not to do it, and I don't know what the reason was. Maybe he was worried that... Fans were still going to be upset because of the prequels or whatever it was. But 
they, after the purchase was done, went to a dinner and showed him some footage of Force Awakens. And that was when he realized they were doing nothing that he said at all. And it fucking broke him, I guess. And he's been all fucked up since. Because they just, like, took his idea and said, nah, okay, we're not actually going to touch that at all. We're doing our own thing. Mm. Which is really sad. Which is really sad. I, I hadn't seen that. But I just watched this special um, before we started the show called uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, something. It was a, a special on Freeform. Neil Patrick Harris and a bunch of celebrities hosted it, basically taking you through the Star Wars theme park at at, at the Disney locations. And Which now apparently has continuity in the worlds. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's 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 in canon now. Um, but Skylar and Ruby and I are probably going to be going to the California one in the spring, because uh, my dad's moving back to Cali, so. We're gonna take a trip out there and and do Disney, so I can fly the Millennium Falcon and and Ruby can see Chewbacca. Um, but I'm I'm watching I'm watching that special and you know it goes uh, to the next scene and lo and behold there's George Lucas and I'm I'm it's it's kind of ironic that you brought that up because the fucker looked sad. <laughs> I mean he. <laughs> He was really enthusiastic and, and, and supportive of Disney with the theme parks. You know, he he added a lot of, uh, what's the word, a lot of, uh, like, positive feedback on, you know, everything of his vision on how a, like, a place like Moss Eisley should be or, you know, plug in any other major spaceport in Star Wars canon and and. Lucas always had a, had a vision in his mind what those places were supposed to be, and he was very positive about it, but the fucker just looked sad. So I had you to you finishing your... Th- I, I, so it's just, it is really sad to see if, if what you saw was a sad George Lucas, and what I heard is this report is true, it is kind of a sad thing to see this be the... End of something George created, you know, sure, in a lot of aspects, he set the bar. He did a really fantastic job giving us this thing we Mm -hmm. all love in our childhood. He also thought with modern technology he could make it better and totally fucking ruined it. And and then whatever the prequels were, which not loved or not hated, they're kind of just in the middle. Mm -hmm. They're like, um, it's a wash. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, I mean, because I, mean, you got... cause I, I think I think the Phantom Menace was really really good. I think that 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 film is just just underappreciated and shit on because it's 2019. But Revenge of the Sith was almost a masterpiece. It was really good. It's one I'll still watch. I'll probably watch it later tonight. Actually, it it, it was almost a masterpiece, and I don't think it gets enough credit for what it was or for what it is. Really, um, you know, Hayden Christensen aside. It, Hayden Christensen is kind of like Alden Ehrenreich for me. Um, the media at the time said that he didn't do a good job, so everyone thinks that he didn't do a good job. Um, if you love Star Wars and you love Han Solo and you you love the character and not what in your mind the character should be, Alden Ehrenreich did a fantastic job as Han. 
killed it. He was so good. Would watch a solo too if they made it. I really hope they do. I I don't I don't know if that's a plan, but man, I uh you know, I gotta ask this one last question because I, I I'm gonna it's it's a prediction coupled with a question into the prediction. It's nearing Black Friday. Okay. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. We are nearing a time where ads are going to come out. And I'm wondering, the way things started with our 2018 into our 2019, the Fox purchase and everything, if Disney said, hey, we're going to come out with a couple things for this Christmas. First of all, original trilogy, original cut. Yes. Blu-ray 4K editions. Yes. We're going to charge X amount for the box set. Doesn't matter. We're also going to release a prequels with the original trilogy uncut as well as, as a six bo- a six movie box set. And we're going to let you know now that once the ninth movie hits Blu-ray, we all are also going to release a third packaged version of the same deal that can be all nine movies, 4K Blu-ray with the original uncut versions of the movie. You'd be all over it. Everyone would be all over it. Oh, They'll yeah. put it in the Friday in the sale for Black Friday and it'll sell out everywhere. See, and that's the thing. I already own the original Star Wars uh complete collection Blu-ray box Same. set. Uh I will buy with as Han and a- Anakin or yep. Anakin and uh, Vader. Yep. I will buy as many of those as many Star Wars box sets as I have to buy. Okay, so let's let's do a count here between the both of us. How many times have you owned Star Wars on particular medium that it's been out on? Uh, legitimately, only twice. Okay, okay. I had so... I, I had my original uh, Fox Blu-ray or not Blu-rays VCRs <laughs> or VHS yeah. v, VHS, <laughs> not VCR. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. I, oh, that was a good one. So there was a second, like there was a delay in my brain where it was like, hey, what was that thing called that you put in the VCR? Oh, <laughs> it, it was called the VCRs. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, that was awesome. Okay, let me oh, rephrase no, that. that. So sure. I had so I had my original VHS trilogy, which I still have. I just don't know where it's at. It's somewhere. And then I had the Ewok Adventure double-sided uh, DVD. Okay. And then I have the Star Wars Complete Collection Blu-ray. I waited... I, I legitimately waited years to buy that because when it came out, it was 150 bucks, And I got it for $59, I think. You got that for an absolute steal, dude. Mm-hmm. I think that was actually a Black Friday purchase. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure they released that, just kind of like what I was just saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was around a Christmas timey type deal or Black Friday type deal. But, you know, uh, I think about it, and so you've owned it. Basically the, three the, times. Th- okay, three-ish times. So, okay. I bought, I had the original individuals from 77 and 81 and 83. Mm-hmm. And then in 95, I got the remastered editions on VHS. So I bought a second time. 
I think I asked for it for Christmas that year, so I actually didn't buy it, technically speaking. And then when they came out on DVD, I thought that was the coolest shit. So I got the the box set trilogy with the original three. Mm-hmm. And then when they released the prequels as a box set trilogy, I got that in a DVD form. And then when they announced they were doing the Blu-rays, I freaked the fuck out and pre-ordered it the day it was announced. Because I was like, oh my god, that is insane. I paid way too much for it, like an idiot, but <laughs> worth it. Fucking worth it to literally watch it that day was so cool. Like, I oh, was yeah. Like, oh, my God. This is, and that box itself, that box set is so beautiful. And, like, the way the movies lay in there just gently in that sleeve is, oh, butter. And the art, oh, God, I could just, like, uh, all over myself about it. Uh, but, yeah, I don't even have a 4K TV. But if they said, we're only releasing this as a 4K and we're going to do the original uncuts it's time to upgrade baby <laughs> like it's time you know uh it's sad that the original that the that the uncuts are so better than than the remasters man and especially if you've watched the uh despecialized editions of those movies and uh-huh. you're just like man these were masterpieces i don't care if jabba was a dude and you changed your mind and turned him into a slug give me a reason why he looks like a slug now right don't you have something that turns people into fucking slugs in this galaxy? Jesus, it's not that hard. Right. Like what? He got fucking captured by the huts and they turned him into one of him by like sucking his fucking brain out or some shit. I don't fucking know. You guys are writers. Do it. It's not that hard. Right. You know? So it's the shortcomings and the missteps of Star Wars, though, are still not enough to make us not love it, though. That's the thing. That's Correct. how much we love it. We we love it enough to criticize it and still go back for more, and that's important. You know, really important to know. I am excited to see this next movie come out and uh, see whatever the fuck it has to offer, man. I'm not really sure what it's going to bring. but So, so here's something that I want to pitch to you. Sure, bring it. Pitch okay. it. Pitch it like a tent. What... what for for the people that don't know, what day does Rise of Skywalker release? Oh, now I gotta look it up. Go ahead and pull that up, Jamie. I uh, th- thanks. Uh, December. I thought it was. It's the same as the first one, December twentieth of twenty nineteen. Of course, the first one didn't come out twenty nineteen. It came out twenty fifteen. But I'm pretty sure it was December twentieth, twenty fifteen. When uh, Force Awakens dropped. Okay, let me uh. December 20th, 2019. That's a Friday. Usually movies drop on those Fridays, yep. Yep, so it'll come out that Thursday premiere night. I might have... Oh, Got the yawn. I might have to... Oh, it's Revenge of the Yawns. Mm -hmm. A third episode title has presented itself. Just put them all in there. I'll find a way. Put put Revenge of the Yawns in there in, in the description. Okay. There um, you go. I might have to make a trip up there if you don't make a trip down here for Star no. Wars. Whatever happens, we'll figure the trip out. Is mm-hmm. what the is what the actual word is. Yeah, we're gonna. It is really close to the holiday. However, we will lock that shit down. I mean, it does shit. Not matter. I mean, shit. I'll take that Friday off work. Ooh, dude. I don't, I don't Ooh. fucking care. It's Star Wars. If if you did that and I came down, we could do major damage on your Star Wars room too, especially if you got a bunch of shit to do. Mm-hmm. Which it sounds like you really have a lot of stuff to go through, bro. Yeah, I I I had like one more box to kind of organize and put away, and now I have just shit everywhere. 
<laughs> We're all at the beginning again, goddammit. But it's for a good cause, and it's, you know, man, Star Wars collectibles, there's uh, there's something really special about having them. I had a pretty cool figure collection for a short time before I moved it, and uh, I had, like, the, the Disney, or what was it, the Disney-only prototype Boba Fett white armor mm-hmm. that you had to mail in after getting five of their other Kenner line figures. And this was like the modern era white prototype. I also had a Ralph McQuarrie Celebration 4 uh, R2-D2 C-3PO prototype art figure set that was fucking incredible. Wow. I had the Muppets as Star Wars characters from mm-hmm. Disneyland. I had those Disney when World. I had those when I was a kid. Okay, and they were still in box and shit, so it was all those. And then um I will say at a time and I so fucking hope somewhere on Facebook pictures exist cuz I was an idiot and didn't take pictures. I had an entire 100% as complete as I could find uh 95 through 97 power of the force collection which Damn. included figures with short sabers and long sabers mm-hmm. incorrect colorings the holographic card versus the non-holographic card versus the orange holographic card versus the orange holographic or non-holographic all color card dude there were so many fucking weird things they had and I think the only thing I have left is like a a royal guard and maybe a sand trooper still mint on card, you know. I also have I still have some of these, and I need to. I'll probably uh, early Merry Christmas to you, but I have a uh, entire set of mail in Cantina band figures mm. that only come in a little tiny white box. Fuck yeah! Uh, I also have. I think I still have it, a Han Solo with his helmet off figure, Kenner, mm-hmm. that's in a little white box that was a mail-in. And I'm pretty sure I still have my holographic Obi-Wan figure that was a mail-in as well. Cool. So, yeah, I, I need to go look. I know exa- I literally am like staring through my house right now, even though the doors are closed, because I know exactly where they are, just so I can, like, don't forget, you fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna go check into those and probably send you some pictures after the show for sure. But awesome. Uh, I'm actually looking at a Darth Vader figure right now, man. Star Wars shaped me, bro. That's not even a lie. If if you're you know you're alive and you can see that, but those pops that are right here are some Star Wars. We've got my Vader, my Yoda, my Leia, my Leia Bosch helmet on, my Nalan Chiel, and then my uh, Boba Fett from the bounty, the Smuggler's Bounty. Mm-hmm. Which that one's the shit because he's on fire and he's like shooting up. It's all dead. Oh, yeah. You're like, I know, fucker, I want it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Ah, you got me. Man, oh, you I... wouldn't get that reference because you haven't watched Breaking Bad, you fuck. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> don't start your shit, Nate. <laughs> I won't. I'll save it. This has been a great podcast. We don't need to end it on a weird note like that. You are going to watch Titans, though. That's I, my thing, everybody. Motherfucking watch Titans. I, That's my well, news headline of the week. So I've I've watched a couple like clips uh, from sure. the newest season just to kind of gauge if I really want to watch it or not. And that, that's how I know that Jason Todd's a douche. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I watched this the, the tunnel scene today where he gets taken. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I watched that, and I was like... 
And right well, before maybe he gets taken. Well, yeah. Right before that, I watched the um, the like dojo fight between him and Raven and Beast Boy. That was fucking awesome with the sticks blindfolded. Yeah. Yeah, when, that was some cool training. When Raven, when Raven almost fucking kills him, and he's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, was, when he's he just, got overpowered by a girl, so he's all feminine. Yeah, when he's like just a, a fucking baby. bitch about it. Yeah, absolutely though. But if you've seen the tunnel scene, then I mean, you know what they're setting up, and I think I predicted this on the last JIC. Like, listen, it is highly possible they'll Jason Todd this story for real. And make Slade Wilson fucking kill this kid. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, they do not make it not gory when they kill people. <laughs> Episode yeah. one, you see a character's head get fucking blown clean off their body. Like, what the fuck? Cool. So, they do it right. Like I said, it's Berlantiverse turned up to 11. It's Arrowverse unchained, you know? All the fucks included, you know? Uh, I highly recommend Titans. Watch that shit. Anyways, folks, that's probably going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. I know it's late. We really apologize. It's like almost a whole day late, and we're almost a dollar short. But we had to make sure we talked. There was too much good news, and we couldn't just have one of us covering the shit. We had to get together. I missed Tyler dearly on the show, and I'm glad to have him back. Uh, But now... Let's get to the plugs. As always, you can check out the Journey into Comics podcast on the Journey Into Comics Network right here at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network or go to patreon.com backslash journeyintocomics. Give us a buck and we'll be really, really happy. Thank you. All right, folks. I think that is going to do it for this week. Tyler, do you got anything else before we go home? Nope. Take us home, Nate. All right, brother. Well, for this week's episode of Journey Into Comics, it's been Journey Into Comics 263, Charlie's Avengers, Old Blood, New Blood. I forgot the fucking last one, whatever we were going to call it. I Re- Reven- Revenge of the something. Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Yawns. Yes. Revenge of the Yawns. Absolutely. Anyways, I've been Nate. And I've been Tyler. And as always, folks, be sure to pop your caps back and fill your brains with shit. Later, guys.